The LinkedIn Podcast Network is sponsored by TIAA. TIAA makes you a retirement promise, a promise of a guaranteed retirement paycheck for life. Learn more at TIAA.org backslash promises pay off. LinkedIn presents. The U.S. Marine Corps is the greatest fighting force on the planet, but it's so much more than that. It's a factory for producing first-rate leaders, problem solvers, and innovators. What's up, Next Big Idea Daily people? I'm your host, Michael Kovnat, here to bring you another week of helpful ideas you can use to get ahead in your career, improve your relationships, and just plain understand the world around you a little better. To kick things off this week, we're going to hear from a pair of writers named John Warren and John Thompson. John and John both served in the United States Marine Corps. John Warren as a captain and John Thompson as a master sergeant. When they retired from duty, like many veterans, they struggled a bit to adapt to civilian life. But when John and John decided to start a business together, they realized the lessons they'd learned from the Marine Corps could serve them well as entrepreneurs. Having turned their venture, Lima One Capital, into a successful specialty mortgage company, they decided to offer up what they'd been taught in the Corps to other aspiring business leaders. Here they are to share some big ideas from their book, Lead Like a Marine, Run Towards a Challenge, Assemble Your Fire Team, and Win Your Next Battle. Hello, this is John Warren. And I'm John Thompson. Today, we're going to share with you four key principles we discuss in Lead Like a Marine. The first principle we discuss is called do everything for a reason, but it just as easily could have been called use common sense or think logically. In Ramadi, we develop new and innovative tactics to defeat the insurgency there because traditional tactics weren't working. We analyzed the problem and came up with simple solutions to solve it. When we got out of the Marine Corps and started our new company, we quickly learned that we should never violate the principle of doing everything for a reason. Back in 2013, Lima One Capital was a very young company originating about $3 million per month with just nine employees. And we needed to raise hundreds of millions more in capital in order to expand. An investment banker had organized a meeting with billionaire William Irby in Miami. Before going into the meeting, he warned us that it would seem arrogant and naive if we told Irby that our five-year goal was originating $1 billion in annual loans. He said that projecting such massive growth would look too aggressive. This didn't make much sense to us. Why not be honest about our big ambitions, if we had a plan to back them up? But if this is how the game was played, so be it. We agreed to sound modest if Irby asked how big we wanted to grow. When we got to his office, we found that Irby was clearly a no-nonsense guy in his beautiful designer suit, suspenders, and tie. His operational questions showed that he had read our pitch book very carefully. We were well prepared with all our answers. Then, as our half-hour slot was nearly over, he said, I'm really interested in Lima 1. Just one more question. How big do you think you can get in the next five years? I glanced at our investment banker, who responded with a subtle head shake. Don't do it. I looked back to Irby and replied, we want to grow Lima 1 into a premier lending company 
that originates $500 million in loans annually. At that point, Irby closed our pitch book, leaned in, and looked at us. Well, guys, this has been a great meeting. But at my level, I can't waste my time on any business that's not aiming higher. I only invest in lenders that can originate at least $1 billion annually. We left empty-handed and somewhat stunned. We had violated our rule of doing everything for a reason. Our second principle we discuss in the book is how to build a team of killers. Putting together a great team is vital. We call it building a team of killers. What we mean by that is building a team of people who possess killer performance, killer focus, killer clarity of purpose, killer commitment to the mission, and killer loyalty to each other. One of the questions we are most often asked is, what are the most important traits of a good leader? In our experience, a true leader must possess three characteristics, strong core values, competence, and courage. Core values. Does the leader have integrity, a drive for excellence, a mission-focused mentality, and a servant heart? Competence. Does the person have the skill set to get the job done? Courage. Are they willing to do the right thing, the tough thing, regardless of the cost to them personally? We have found that if a person does not possess all three of those characteristics, they will inherently fail as leaders. Our third principle we discuss is called eat last. In most branches of the military and throughout society, eating first is a perk of having seniority. But in the Marine Corps, whether at a U.S. base or on a combat deployment, you'll see quite the opposite sequence. The enlisted get their food first, followed by NCOs, junior officers, and then senior officers. The commanding officer eats last, or if there's no food, eats none at all. The tradition might seem minor, but it is a way that the Marines stress that leadership is a responsibility. It's not a privilege. In the Marines, it's all about a leader sacrificing to fulfill the mission and take care of his or her people. At its core, eating last is really about servant leadership, a biblical principle that teaches us to serve others before we serve ourselves. Our fourth and final point is called lead from the front. We want to end on a story that includes someone who exemplifies true Marine leadership. His name is Mike Ouellet, and he was one of my Marines. Mike joined our platoon in a boot drop shortly before we left for Ramadi, Iraq in March of 2006. Unlike my seasoned Marines who had just returned from Fallujah, most of the new Marines, or boots as we called them, looked very green and nervous, so similar to second lieutenants. Mike, on the other hand, had this chiseled face that caused him to look strong and serious, and it didn't take long for him to earn the nickname Superboot. During our seven-month deployment to Ramadi, Mike performed well in combat and never let any of his fellow Marines down. Three years later, Mike had been promoted to the best billet in the Marine Corps, that of an infantry squad leader. On March 9, 2009, he led his 13 Marines on a patrolling mission in the Nauzad district of Afghanistan. Ambushed by enemy fighters, an IED exploded beneath him. 
severing one of his legs and shredding his other. His Navy Cross citation describes what happened next. Following the explosion, Corporal Ouellette directed his squad to prepare a hasty defense while helping to treat his own injuries. Moments later, enemy fighters opened fire on his squad with assault rifles and machine guns from point-blank range. Even as corpsmen worked to stem his massive bleeding, Corporal Ouellette continued to direct the fire of his squad. When attack helicopters arrived, he coolly talked to his radio operator through the employment of the aircraft as they made repeated strafing runs within 20 meters of his squad's position. These expertly applied fires suppressed the enemy long enough for a fire team to link up with reinforcements and bring them forward to Corporal Ouellette's position. He held that position and continued to give orders to his squad as they fought, allowing himself to only be evacuated when the entire squad was ready to move from the area. He continued to give orders and directions to his team leader up until he was loaded into a medical evacuation helicopter, where he soon lost consciousness. Unfortunately, Mike died shortly after, but his heroism and sacrifice continue to live. We share Mike's story often because we want you to know the men and women we have serving in the military and protecting us. And we share Mike's story because he lived every one of the principles that we discuss in Lead Like a Marine. In a world full of people who lead from the rear, Mike always led from the front. The U.S. Marine Corps is the greatest fighting force on the planet, but it's so much more than that. It's a factory for producing first-rate leaders, problem solvers, and innovators. At ease, listeners. Okay, for those of us who never enlisted, it's great to get these business lessons from the Marines without having to go through all the push-ups and early morning wake-up calls and, you know, fighting wars. If, like me, you enjoy getting military wisdom without all that hard stuff, check out some of the other book bites we have in our Next Big Idea app. You can hear directly from the authors of Never Enough, a Navy SEAL commander on living a life of excellence, agility, and meaning. The Art of Clear Thinking, a stealth fighter pilot's timeless rules for making tough decisions. And Surf When You Can, lessons in life, loyalty, and leadership from a maverick Navy captain. We've got life lessons from the Air Force, Navy, and Marines. Army and Coast Guard vets, we're waiting to hear from you. Come on back tomorrow when we'll look at a very different approach to business success, a much funnier approach. We'll hear from the authors of Humor Seriously, why humor is a secret weapon in business and life and how anyone can harness it, even you. That should be fun. I'm Michael Kovnett. See you tomorrow.